Changing minds one thought at a time Greetings and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women Series. How are you doing today, Jessica? I am doing awesome, Akina. Um, I am here in beautiful, sunny Palm Springs, California, where I am sitting outside on my hotel balcony recording this podcast in shorts and a T-shirt and flip-flops. And wow, what a change from uh, the New York weather that I left behind. So, you know, it is absolutely gorgeous out here, and I am so excited to be um, to be on the call with you guys tonight. How are you doing today? I am great. I actually was out in snow today in Huntsville, Alabama, which was craziness. Of course, it didn't stick, but <laughs> it snowed nevertheless. <laughs> wow, look at that. And then I had my breakfast poolside. <laughs> So usually you're the one that gets that warmer weather. You don't have to say that we're, we're told um, not to covet or not to want, right, what other people have. But I'm a little jealous of my friends that live on the uh, West Coast right now that I'm like, hmm, maybe they have the right idea. Who knows? Maybe I'll be spending some more time out here because it is wonderful to be outside um, enjoying the fresh air in January. But um, so you know, and I do want to just kind of share with the listeners tonight. So I know that we, um, if you guys were on the call on Sunday, you guys they have no. I was losing my voice, so I'm still losing my voice. I'm gonna ask you guys keep me in prayer. Turns out I have a sinus infection. I'm hoping to recover by Sunday to do my marathon that I came out here for. But you know, I am. It's a privilege to be on the show with two amazing women. So you're not gonna hear a lot from me tonight. I'm conserving my voice, but um. Uh, Akina, I know you have an amazing guest that you want to introduce onto our call tonight. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, she is definitely not a stranger to the Empowering Women series. Uh, this is Annette Rochelle Aben, CEO of Annette Rochelle Aben Communicate, author, radio host, the whole nine. We are so honored to have her today. And we're getting ready to have a great conversation about the attitude of gratitude. How are you doing today, Annette? I am wonderful, Akina and Jessica. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your program tonight. Oh, it's our time. We love it. Yes. So let's kick off the show with what does gratitude mean to you, Annette? Oh, my goodness. What does gratitude mean to me? Actually, gratitude means to me everything. There was a time in my life, this is this show couldn't have hit at a more uh, serendipitous time. In January of 2006, January 12th to be exact, I had a slip and fall in my home. And the resulting energy left me without the ability to walk for several months. So here I was, a woman about to turn 50, and needing to be taken care of like a newborn baby. People had to cook for me. People had to clean me. People had to entertain me, make sure that my front door was locked, make sure that my cat was taken care of. I could work. Thank God I worked from home, and I could still do my job. However, everything else had to be done for me. In fact, when I learned how to walk again, I I often pondered, isn't this a bit odd when you're a child, you just keep standing up because you know you want it so badly, you know that the only thing to do is to keep standing up and moving forward, even if you fall on your diapered bottom. 
And the first time I actually was able to walk, move forward any distance at all, maybe three, four feet, I walked from where my bed was in the living room. We moved it out to the living room for reasons that needed to be. I walked into my kitchen, and I stuck my hands under running water, and I sobbed like a baby because I never realized how grateful I was to be able to do something that I had taken for granted, something so simple as wash my hands whenever I chose to do it. I thought, this is amazing to me, and it was then that it hit me to be grateful for everything, be grateful for the fall, be grateful for the physical therapy, be grateful for my caregivers, be grateful. didn't matter. I was grateful for spiders. I was grateful for things I had never been grateful for before. So to me, gratitude is everything. It gave me everything back at a time when it looked like I stood to lose almost everything. Wow, that is powerful. That is powerful. And now that you are in this state where you're grateful for everything, how did that change your mindset? It constantly changes my mindset. Because saying you're grateful for everything and being grateful for everything can really test your patience, humble you, um, remind you that there but for the grace of God, you know, I might not be grateful for everything at the moment it's happening, but finding the gratitude in the situation is what brings me back to level playing field with it. Traffic, for instance. I traveled to and from Ohio today for physical therapy, and it's a route I take all the time. I could drive it with my eyes closed. I know how far this turnoff is and where the next turnoff is. But there were some exceedingly aggressive people on the road today, and I didn't travel during high rush hour. I traveled sort of like in between lunch and the dinner crowd, and I planned it that way. But there were some exceedingly aggressive people on the highway, which makes me pull back and become much, much more invisible. And yet... At the time it was happening, I wasn't grateful for the trucks bearing down on me, the trucks honking as they whizzed by me and shouting whatever it was they were shouting. My windows were up, my music was on, I didn't hear them, but I could see their faces. And I thought to myself, really, really? I'm in the right-hand lane doing the speed limit, you're going to treat me like you, I'm a bug, you want to squash? Really? And then a couple minutes later, as I saw that truck barreling away in front of me to the point where I couldn't even see it anymore, I thought, you know, I'm really grateful you went around me because now I don't have to deal with you. And then I thought, and I'm really grateful it was me that you were treating so so poorly because what if it would have been some poor, terrified first-time driver or a senior citizen that's scared to drive anyway and you were doing that to them and they would have lost control of their car? That could have caused just a huge, huge mess. So I thought, all right, I'm I'm okay. I'm grateful for, for that. And the moment I, that gratitude hit, it was like the incident never occurred and it never happened. Whereas before, I do have to admit that I had quite an issue with road rage at one time. And I mean, ages ago, I would have let that bother me and driven home growling. And I still had another 60 miles to go before I got home. And 90%, 98% of it was expressway. So And I was in the state I didn't live in. I still hadn't gotten to Michigan yet. And I thought, no, that's okay. 
it makes me choose my battles, and then I find out that the battle isn't between me and the situation. The battle, if there is one, is between me and my ability to convert that situation into something I can be grateful for. That is a huge game changer. And if people only realized that that's where their power was, that that's what gives you the strength and gives you the peace that we seek, oh my gosh, I can't see why everybody wouldn't want to wouldn't want to practice that. Because it's replicatable, it's doable. All you have to do is work with it. And it's free. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah, you know, Annette, it's amazing. I like one of the things you said, and that it's, you know, one thing to say that you are grateful, and it's another thing to actually genuinely be grateful and kind of like, you know, it's, and, and, and it, we know it's kind of right, like the being, it's not the doing, it's not what you do. Like, you know, Keen and I have a gratitude journal out on, on Amazon that you can get, and I write in my journal every day, but that's not really enough. It's not enough to just kind of say, well, I'm grateful for that. It's really like great gratitude and, and being grateful is actually a way of being. And, you know, um, many of you may know that on the call, and I've said this before, that I was born with a set of neurological issues, and, and, and it was a bit of a struggle for me at times. And, you know, and I can relate to that when you're saying that there, when, when something or the possibility of something that is you do every day or that's seemingly very easy could be taken away from you, you know, and, and there's times when everyday things can be difficult for me, you really learn to appreciate what is, you know, other people may take for granted. You know, every day when I write in my gratitude journal, I write that, like, I can walk. And that's something I am genuinely grateful for every day. And, you know, in the past, like, I always had said in the past that, well, I'm very grateful for the fact that I was born with these, with the manifestations I was born with. I said, because, you know, it's made me who I am. And I walked around saying that. And it was almost as if it was a mask, like a mask of trying to be strong. And it wasn't necessarily authentic because I don't know that I really felt that way. I just felt that was the right thing to say. And I felt that if I said it enough that maybe I would believe it or I would look the right way to other people. And, you know, when I really understood it was when I actually crossed the marathon finish line for the first time. You know, when I told my doctors that I wanted to run, they told me, like, I was nuts, that I had absolutely the worst you know, pick the worst thing for my particular set of struggles. You know, one of the things that that happened, um, you know, I have neurofibromatosis, and I, I don't really say what it is on the call just because people tend to not know what it is. But one of the symptoms of that is we tend to have legs that are slightly bowed. So my doctor said, you know, you're going to run your legs, you're going to break underneath you. And it, and it happened. Like, she was right. Like, after the first couple months of running, I wound up with a stress fracture in my leg. And I went to physical therapy, and I learned how to build up my muscles strong enough so I can continue to run anyway and continue to, to you know, to get past that. But, you know, when I got to the marathon finish line, you know, I just, I crossed the finish line and I had this absolute overwhelming feeling of gratitude that I actually just like literally fell to the floor. I put my hand, my knees were on the floor. I put my hands on the floor, my forehead to the ground. It was cold. It was wet. It was like, by the time I finished, it was raining. It was like literally 20, like, I don't know, maybe it was obviously more than 20 because it was raining and not snowing, but it was cold and I was wet and I sobbed. And, and people looked around and, you know, you have a lot of people when they run a marathon, they have different reactions to it. And I just, it was gratitude. I was so thankful to God for having gotten me across that finish line. 
And in that moment, like, I really understood what it meant to actually be in a state of gratitude and what it actually meant to feel that way. And I, and for the first time, I genuinely was thankful for every struggle that got me up to that point because, like, that just feeling of pure gratitude alone was worth every part of the struggle. And in, and like you said, Annette, it's like not – needing to be brought to our knees like that, but taking that that way of being and being that all the time, that way no matter what your circumstance is, you know, no matter what is happening to you, understand that there's a lesson in it. And then when you choose to be grateful for the situation that you're in and you choose to learn from it and then you choose to let it, you know, necessarily, and like you said, a, a situation you may perceive as bad, because there really is no good and bad, right? But something that you may perceive as something that, that may not be good, that you let it, happens to you and you accept it and you learn from it and you move on from it without letting it affect you and still be grateful. But, you know, and for me, that was where I had my, like, aha moment and, you know, similar probably to, to your circumstances when, you you know, you may, you thought you may not be able to walk. And, and you know, and, and it's just very powerful that you begin to really understand that this is not necessarily something you say, it's not something you do, but it's a way that you show up in this world. Makes a lot of sense. A lot of truth in what you say. Yeah, I mean, what, do you, what would you have to say about that? You know, and and I want to just talk if it's okay. You know, invite you to talk a little bit more about the difference between like, excuse me, saying something, and really actually like being grateful. How, in your opinion, is gratitude like a way of being, as opposed to something we do? Thank you, thank you, Jessica. I appreciate that uh, opportunity. You know, I, I really do believe when people say walk your talk, we can tell when somebody's being authentic or not. You know, we can tell when somebody's being superficial or not or transparent. I think there's a difference between superficiality and transparency. And because of that, other people can tell. Little children can tell. Animals can tell. If somebody truly doesn't like them, those two beings that I just mentioned, children and animals, will gravitate away. If children and beings are innocence, children and animals, let me speak more properly, if they are what we look at as innocence and they are the epitome of love to us, you know, oh, the love of a child, the love of an animal, it's unconditional until they're taught otherwise, and even then sometimes it's still unconditional. If they can gravitate to and from what they see as authentic or not, when you look at somebody who's really and truly living in a world of gratitude, their lives are amazing. You can see it. They've got prosperity. They've got health. They've got Now, maybe it's not perfect in the minds of other people, but in their mind it is because they exude a peace. They exude a calm. And when you see that, not that they're not totally unflappable, I mean, I could have flapped up around those truck drivers all the rest of the way home today. The difference was I was able to get on with my life in such a short order, having been through a situation that could have provided exceedingly obnoxious consternation. I mean, seriously, when you're trying to navigate roads and people are wanting to push you this way and push you that way, you can become terrified. That shows up in your shoulders. That shows up in your back. That shows up in your, in your eating habits, your digestion. 
if somebody is looking at their life through the eyes of gratitude and living their lives in the eyes of gratitude or with the beingness of gratitude, it will reflect in their actual carriage, their demeanor, the way life changes around them, and they will attract all those things that a life that is that which it wishes which that which it wishes to attract say that three times fast i couldn't even say it one time slowly it will actually happen i i was speaking with akina right before the show went on and i said you know to me when people are out looking for love if they would seek gratitude first they'd find love because if you can't develop and own that gratitude inside of you there's no way you can attract that which is likened to it to come to you. So I think my answer in response to how would you know is observe them. Observe that person. Do they draw to them that which is likened to what they say they are and what they are being? Albeit, they're still going to be the opposite in the world. Contrast is there to show us what it is we're looking for. But in the majority of cases, can that person be that which they want to have come to them? And then does that which they want to have come to them show up? And I think the answer would be yes. Think of think of Gone with the Wind, wonderful movie. And I know a lot of people recently have been talking about it. I was on the phone with my father the other day, and he said that we were talking about that movie. And, and it was just sort of fascinating that the topic kept coming up. In the movie, there's a character. Her name is Melanie, Melanie Hamilton. And I wrote an article for a magazine I write for ages ago called What Would Melanie Hamilton Do? To me, she was the epitome of being that grateful person for every single thing that was going on in her life, including that wonderful little moment in time called the Civil War. She was grateful for everything. She was grateful for Scarlet. She was grateful for the war. She was grateful for the slaves. She was grateful for fill-in-the-blank. And her life even though everything wasn't perfect around her, was perfect from within her, and it built this wall around her of perfection. So that that might be what I would think would be my answer in response to that question. In fact, I know it is. Wow, you just said something so powerful. It's like when you said that it may not be perfect around her, but it's perfect within her. And that is really really powerful because people have to realize that their happiness is within them. It doesn't depend on other people. It's always within them. We can block out all of the negativity of the world. As long as we know and are comfortable with what's inside us, we can be happy anywhere. I think that is uh, part of the uh, feeling of the attitude of gratitude. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, when I walk out someplace at a, at a store, I'm I'm not a young person. I'm not old and rickety, but I'm not a young person. And I have my trials and tribulations, you know, a little excess weight here and a couple of gray hairs there. But I walk with, when I, especially when I'm out in public, a walker. And I've heard people say things like, oh, that poor woman in that walker. Oh, that! look at that. Get the door for that poor woman with that walker. And I thought, 
my goodness. And I remember saying to someone one day, I said, oh, you shouldn't feel sorry for me. Feel sorry for the walker. It does more work than I do. And it will either shock them because they don't think I heard them, or it will bring them to laugh because they realize, lighten up, guys. Everybody's got something they're dealing with. I'm grateful that they say something because it reminds me of how how tender our feelings are. People can intentionally want to offend and hurt you. Those comments aren't said to offend or hurt me. They're said, they're said by people who are frightened. They're frightened because they don't want to find themselves in my circumstances. They're frightened because they don't want to be an object of pity. They're frightened because they don't know if they could handle what I go through every day the way I handle it. So I'm grateful for that because it reminds me to not be frightened, to realize that other people have things going on in their lives that are worse than anything I'm experiencing. And number two, to be grateful that there are people out there that would hold the door for me, that would see me as someone that might need some help. And any time a checkout person, a bagger, says to me, would you like help to your car? I always say yes, and there's two reasons for that. First is I'm grateful that they care enough to see to it that I make it safely to my car. That might be the angel that I need because you never know what could happen between the grocery checkout line and your car. The second thing is that person wants to feel good about themselves. They want to feel important, and I'm grateful that I can provide the opportunity to give them that for something as simple as walking me to my car and helping me unload my groceries. So I always say yes. I used to say no because I thought, no, I'm an independent person. I can do this. And over the course of the last nine years, I've realized that's not why they're asking in that. That's, that's, don't interpret what you think. Allow that person to be helpful. That might be the one thing that made them feel good and useful all day. And I'm grateful I could be that. Wonderful. Now, I was introduced to you through your show, The Attitude of Gratitude. And I also know that you've been an author since uh, your miraculous recovery. So tell us about those things. Thank you. Thank you. Attitude of Gratitude, the show that I do every Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, I have the best time with. I don't script it. I do plan a title because I like to promote it and I like people to know that it's coming up. But I don't script it. I, I literally talk right off the top of my head so people say, oh, I loved what you said today. And I think, oh, i got to go back and listen to the show and hear what I said today because I don't remember. No, I do, but I usually don't. And it's 15 minutes of think about it and own it and I believe in you and you can believe in you and here are some ways that I'm grateful. And there, one show is all about how I woke up at, five in the morning, not only to our pipes bursting under our house and water everywhere, but two gas leaks, two gas leaks. And then the week week after that, the refrigerator went out. And the week after that, something else happened. So my Attitude of Gratitude shows those weeks were all about how I was grateful for the calamities that were occurring in our home. And they took time to fix, but they were all fixable, and it all worked out. So sometimes it's all about what goes on in my life, but I I do appreciate that. Thank you. It would be blogtalkradio.com forward slash perspective power, and you can go to that network and sign up and be reminded of our shows live every Wednesday at 8 a.m. And, yes, 
I decided that one of the things I was going to do in my gratitude uh, expression was to share my thoughts, usually in the form of poetry, in the evening in my emails to my friends. And then once I got on Facebook, I started posting them there. And someone said to me once, why don't you put these in a book so I can have them and read them? So I did. And the book is called Perspective. Do you imagine that? And I'm so excited that I wish I could tell you it was immediate, but I just got word from Kindle that the book is going to be ready within the next 12 to 48 hours available on Kindle. So you can go to Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Annette Rochelle Aben, or just go to Amazon and type in my name. It, they'll bring up my books. And Perspective is a it's a wee book. It's only 28 pages, but I think it's filled with inspiration, photos, words to lighten the load. I'm I'm very proud of the book. I wrote it originally in 2009 and republished it in 2014, and it's the republished version that is available in paperback, and it's going to be available in Kindle. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> I really am excited for that. I it's I'm just I'm tickled. I'm I'm just tickled. So. Yay. Yay, me. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Akeen and I ourselves have just launched our second book, um, which is actually also ironically about um, gratitude. It's an affirmation and gratitude journal. So we know the really the journey from kind of coming up with this idea. And when, you know, like you said, this didn't start off as like something that you said, let me write a book. It just started off as, well, let me do something that would help people and myself. And both of our books actually originated that way. But we certainly know the journey, and so so thank you for contributing to the world in that way and sharing with the world what you know and your wisdom, and, and congratulations, because we know firsthand that it can be really a process that requires a lot of determination and dedication to do. Thank you. And by the way, your gratitude journal journal is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, and I hope everybody does look that up, because, you know, people talk about wanting to bring it into themselves. I'll give everybody a little secret. When you learned how to tie your shoelaces or drive a car, it's all something that if you did learn these things. Some people didn't, so okay. But they're all things that you talked yourself through and walked yourself through for a certain amount of time until it became a habit. So now we just do it, you know, we tie our shoes, we multitask. We tie our shoes, we talk on the phone, we look at the dog and we shake our finger and go, don't do that. And because pretty soon our shoes are tied and we're walking out the door. Same with the car. We start it. We put it on the radio. We might be on our phones. We might be doing something else. It's the same with gratitude. If you get the gratitude journal that these ladies created and you give yourself a concerted amount of time, as a certified hypnotherapist, I can tell you it takes between 21 and 40 days for the brain to achieve a new habit. I promise you if you use their gratitude journal, you will start building your habit of gratitude, and what a better way to do it. What a better way to do it, because that's how we make habits. Don't try to break a habit. Create a new one, and then pretty soon you'll be so filled with good habits, none of the other ones will have a place to exist. I promise you, that's how it works. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. We appreciate it. You're welcome. So, Annette, is there someone out there who is touched by what you're saying and really going through the struggle, what would you like to tell them? 
Oh, my goodness. Reach out. Please reach out, if not to myself or Akina or Jessica, and we're all available on Facebook, uh, Changing Minds Online. You can go there. You can find me on Facebook, Annette Rochelle Aben Communicates. Uh, please reach out, and again, if not to us, to anybody, and reach out until you find a way of saying thank you, because thank you is expressing gratitude. And once you can start expressing gratitude, you can start feeling it. Once you start feeling it, you can start living it. Once you start living it, you're just going to be a bouncing little ball of gratitude no matter where you go. That's beautiful. Well, if anything has touched you tonight from that Annette Rochelle Avon has said, you can find us on Changing Minds Online. You can also find the show on Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, Jessica, do you have anything, any closing remarks? I just want to thank everyone for coming on the show tonight. Excuse me, sorry, that was my phone. But thank everyone for coming on the show tonight, listening in. We love you. Um, thank you for being a guest on our call tonight, Annette. It was a wonderful show. I really enjoyed it. And um, that's it. Have a great, you know, powerful week, everyone. And we hope to see you again on Sunday on our on our inspirational Sunday night call. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Joey. Uh, <laughs> my folks, my folks are listening. So, <laughs> well, hello, folks. Thank you for listening. Yes, we yes. love you. Always give, a, yeah, look, always give the parents a shout out on the call, right? And thank them for everything they did because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. I know Absolutely. parents are probably listening as well. So we all, you know, love and thank our parents for everything they did to get us here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night. Good night, everyone.